Today on the podcast, Katy Perry, The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, John Mayer, Alyssa Milano, all had their caricature drawn by this guy, <laughs> character artist to the stars, Greg Dolan, aka the King of Sting. That's a nickname he was given on the Comedy Central show, Nathan For You. We talk about his humble beginnings, from drawing his crush in high school, to touring a children's hospital with Alyssa Milano, drawing the kids to cheer them up, and chatting up caricatures with John Mayer. He also did a deep dive into his obsession with 3D drawing, which I cut most of it out, you're welcome, and designed a float in this year's Rose Parade. He also pulled out all the stops to propose to his wife, so sit down, strap in, turn on, and turn up this fully illustrated episode of Tony on the Mic! Our story begins as these stories often do. He says, I'm my own thing. I'm like, oh, what's your name? He says, John Mayer. Oh, John Mayer. Great to meet you, John Mayer. I'm Greg Dolan. You're probably already taken, but would you uh, would you like to go out for a cup of coffee? <laughs> I had no game. She kindly took the picture and sent me on my way. I had a couple of glasses of champagne. Uh, trembling lips. Uh, so, have you ever had your caricature drawn? <laughs> no. Let's hear another story, story, story. That one was just sad. My mother absolutely hates that I did that show because she thought it was a big embarrassment to me. But so I've done other things that have made her proud of me. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> so I could tell all my friends I asked Wonder Woman. All right, here's my here's here's a sketch I drew of you. What do you think? <laughs> I'm the King of Sting, baby. I'm the King of Sting. <laughs> I have to say, that's the most amazing story I ever heard. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you listen to this fine podcast product. My name is Tony Lawrence, and this is Tony on the Mic. Today, on Tony on the Mic, my guest, cartoonist, cartoonist, caricature artist, I guess would be more appropriate, Greg Dolan, the line tweaker. Say hi to the folks, Greg. Hello, hello. Greg, I knew him back when... And uh, this is the oldest one I could find. And this is 2008. Can you wow. see this, Art? Yeah, I haven't I, gotten any better. I look, <laughs> I look young in this picture. And it's, uh, but I guess that was, that was almost that was 14, almost 15 years ago coming up on the next show. So I had no idea we've known each other that long. Yeah, we, uh, we, well, you probably forget about me year to year. And then I show up at the thing and go, I got to find that cool cartoonist dude. And then, uh, <laughs> Then you show up and do a drawing and you and you pretend to remember me the first few times. And then probably yeah, after yeah. enough times of me heckling, you remembered. Uh, <laughs> because, hey, what's your name again? I, I, I right. recognize. <laughs> uh, let's see. So first off, at the top and the bottom, I like to do a little. Uh, you can tweak your socials with your website and uh, any Twitter, uh, Instagram, whatever you got. Yeah, I got uh, Instagram. Um, I, I believe it's at Greg Dolan, uh, G-R-E-G-D-O-H-L-E-N. And then my uh, my website is uh, linetweaker.com, L-I-N-E-T-W-E-A-K-E-R. And no, I do not use drugs. You are having tweaker in your website name is a bold maneuver. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for them. It was bold. I was trying to be edgy and uh, catch people's attention, but um, I kind of have regrets. <laughs> Too late. Well, you could probably keep line tweaker and then come up with another, like those other ones where it just forward it to line tweaker so they can check yeah, it out. A, actually, Tony, I think I, I might, I might have to talk to you after the show. 
you uh, <laughs> went to Pasadena High School. What's the mascot of your high school? Uh, I went to uh, I went to high school in Pasadena, but I went to La Salle oh. High School. Oh, and that was a private Catholic uh, college, all boys at the time. Mascot was the uh, Lancer, the knight okay. on the horse. All right, and uh, you played on the tennis team. Yes, you still play tennis. Um, I do on occasion with my son because he's uh, up and coming, nine years old. Oh, he's nine. Okay. I, I, I had in my notes eight, but that's because you committed to do the show a long time ago and keep blowing me off. <laughs> I but, kept blowing <laughs> off. <laughs> nine is, is a decent age because he's probably okay. You're not spending the whole time chasing the ball, you know, hitting it underhand. No, and, no he, he's actually, uh, we, we, it's been a while since we've played tennis. He's baseball. He's all baseball right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so, yeah, well, well, that's all right. Um, <laughs> If you're trying to raise a communist. I know you're a baseball nut. I know you're a baseball I am nut. baseball, football, basketball, you know, American sports, not everything but soccer. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. I like soccer. I just, I haven't, I still have a stigma because when, when I went to school, we, we had a soccer team, but I don't know that anybody knew anything about it or went to the games or anything. Soccer was not mainstream at all in this country back in the, you know, I graduated in 81. So there was no. Yeah, I was three so we were right I, I hear you i mean yeah. soccer was kind of like the the sport from other countries right it was a foreign it was a foreign sport you said so you listen to hair bands give me a couple of your favorite hair bands in high school uh, van halen led zeppelin uh all of those those glam rock guys uh, <laughs> cinderella um white snake you know, white snake riot rat quiet um, riot uh, uh, Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister. <laughs> uh, I went and saw Twisted Sister in college, and I couldn't believe that guy is huge. He has yeah, a he's huge, fighter. He's, he's his face is huge. <laughs> that was uh, we're not gonna take it, right? We're not gonna. That was yes, their big hit. God, they were just oh, lots of memories to those songs. Yeah, you a little bit of a troublemaker. You got uh, in trouble for putting a police officer or a police light on the top of your car. Yeah, I discovered um, a friend of mine had a had one of those spotlights you can plug into your your lighter in your ashtray. I don't even think uh, cars have lighter ashtray things anymore. Right. Yeah, he. Uh, I saw that and I thought I got to get me one of those. Sure enough, <laughs> I was I was pulling my friends over, you know, after the <laughs> after the basketball games, and I'd hide off on side streets and and wait for him to come home, and uh, I I would take it to the limit, you know, because I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anybody about, about this. And nice. I nice. dare. And uh, I got, I had one of my buddies just, he was so upset when I, when I got up to his door, cause I, I had a scanner radio. I stuck in my car to make it sound like the police <laughs> and had the, had the, had the rah, 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 you know, and, nice. uh, I walked up to his, his door. I'll remember this one guy. And he was like, literally shaking you know and i and i went gotcha <laughs> he uh he got out of the car and like co started coming at me like he was wow because his adrenaline was flying so right. high right 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 but uh yeah i eventually got in trouble for doing that the cops saw me doing it one time and and then i was trembling and oh yeah was, yeah adrenaline oh, shift oh yeah and it wasn't pasadena police which this was la county sheriff and la county sheriff they, these these guys are they're bad boys, you know, these guys are, so uh, 
they pull me out of the car and they look in the car and they say, you got a red light in there? What are you doing with that? You got a scanner radio in there? <laughs> and then they look in the back and my dad sold pharmaceutical. Um, oh, no. Drug samples like he and he I didn't even know he had his stuff back there, but they he had all these drug samples to give to doctors. And they, they started pulling all these boxes of drugs out. And I said, those aren't mine. Those aren't mine. Like, <laughs> whatever he help, says on top. <laughs> so they they let me go. They knew I was just wow. a dumb high school kid. And they said, take your dad's car home. Take your <laughs> take your dad's drugs home. Take the scanner radio out of the car. Take the light out of the car. Let us do the pulling over and, and go home. <laughs> nice. That's what now none of your friends told any of your other friends. I mean, how how often do you think you got away with it? Quite a while. Oh, really? Yeah, so I used to do the stupidest things. I would drive down the drive down the, the road at like a speeding speed, like you know, maybe 20 over speed limit with that red light out, just to get cars to park the way for me so I could <laughs> go right down the middle. <laughs> I'm not recommending this to any no Tony on the mic does not endorse or support the idea of impersonating a police officer. No, you, you don't want to learn the hard way and get into a wreck and or get arrested for impersonating. Oh, if you were to get into a wreck while impersonating a police officer. Oh, it would have been all over. Be, Life would have been a different different direction. Yeah. Yeah. So also in high school, you started drawing teachers and classmates and stuff. Is that how you kind of got I'm, the idea that you wanted to do this? Do you, are you a natural? Did you take classes before in high school or? Um, I had the ability to draw in high school, but um, no, I started just. I remember I was uh, I was working on the uh, the drama in the drama department. Um, I was never an actor for the drama things that they did at school, but I like to do the uh, the behind the scenes stuff, like lighting and and all that, the stage stage handling, and okay. and uh, so we'd be sitting these long nights while while all the kids were rehearsing, and and I I would just doodle, and uh, it was just you know I had I had my crushes in high school, and it was just a good way to. I'm going to draw my crush and then she'll like <laughs> me. And then that led all the way up to like drawing my, my wife, my current wife. You know, I met her on a cruise ship and uh, that's the same one. That was my, that was my pickup line. That was your end. All right. Yeah. That's not, that's not, you were like uh, Leo DiCaprio on Titanic. Got, got oh. her to... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was, she wore the blue jewel. Nice. Then you went to Cal State Long Beach where yep. you were an art major. So you really planned on being broke most of your life? Is that accurate? Tony, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my dad was always really worried as a, as a successful real estate broker and, and salesperson. So when am I going to stop paying for your college? I felt like yeah. uh, well, Ryan Reynolds played. What was that movie? He was in college forever. Van Wilder. Van Wilder was the movie Greg was referring to, 2002. Starring Ryan Reynolds, Tara Reid, and Tim Matheson. And I love Ryan Reynolds, and I admire Greg, but frankly, this movie was not good. Yep. I think I did a total of six or seven years of college because I, I transferred from uh, from the first college I was in, which is a private college, St. Mary's College in Northern California. And uh, yeah, I came down, was an art major. I was really a rowing major. Oh, and, uh, okay. I was, a, I was an art minor rowing major. I just rode it. And, uh, just rode. We raced against the big, the big boys like uh, Washington State. They were, they were a heavy. Stanford was a heavy. I mean, these guys had huge population of students to pull from, and right. some of them 
some of them were on rowing scholarships, which wow. And some of them were faking rowing scholarships, like what came out in that movie and uh, and that documentary recently about all those people getting into colleges, paying their way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretending to be. Wow. Uh, was that you? Was that you? Did you? Did you? Uh, no, I, I, I really, I really uh, worked out and really made the team. Okay, so your parents didn't just uh, paper over your. No, no they did have money, but they didn't pay my way in, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> and then at what age did you start getting inspired by artists? You listed a lot of people that brought some of my, uh, my memories back, like Mad Magazine, especially with, you know, Al Jaffe and Mark Drucker and Sergio and all that. Uh, was that high school that you started? Did you ever like try to imitate their styles? No, that was more, uh, um, I, yeah, I don't know, maybe in high school, but I, I remember early college, I was okay. discovering how to, draw well and or, or how the, the really good guys drew well and and i just copied them the most i could you know, i just open up sketchbooks and and open up a mad magazine and just like look at what they're doing and i was just so fascinated with how these little tiny marks on a face could represent so much and it, there there's so many nuances to, so many nuances to to drawing a face with just ink lines you know, I was just fascinated yeah. with line and what lines could do. And people's likenesses were the most interesting to me because everybody, everybody's faces, like a car is a car. You know, you can draw a Chevy. It's going right, to, right, right. Oh, the lines, right. It's not going to look like a Chevy, but if, you know, I guess the same applies to a, to a face. You know, don't draw that person's likeness. Well, it's, it's either them or it's not them, but I was just fascinated with, you know, all the relationships of shapes that created a likeness in a face and, and uh, just worked and worked and worked to get better and better at it. And, and it also, you put a lie in your thing that said the Playboy artists were inspiring to you because I'm sure that you bought Playboy magazines as a young man at a boy's school uh, just to see <laughs> Jack Cole and Robert Brown and those guys. I, Jack Cole, what? I don't even Jack know. Cole, he was an artist for Playboy. Oh, really? And Robert Brown, you don't know either of those guys? Don't know either one, so I guess your well, theory is... I didn't know. I just looked them up when you said Playboy artists and assumed that there was actually Playboy artists. <laughs> there, there was a, um, the, the truth be told, I, I discovered my dad's Playboy collection in the garage and uh, I was 18. So you can imagine, but um, I, I, I just was spending way too much time in the garage after a little while because I discovered these, these, cartoons and and these these airbrush pinup girls that these guys would do and that's when i i think i really discovered that i was just completely fascinated with with art and 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 learn you know finding myself not only in the playboy fashion, yeah. but but, <laughs> but finding myself like just really you know just fascinated with with artwork and there was this one artist i remember in in playboy his name was uh gayhan wilson this guy could just create the the funniest cartoons. He was really kind of a morbid artist, but um, you know he would have like cartoons about Santa getting stuck in the chimney and like the family finding, you know, having a chimney sweep come clean the chimney out to find out what's stuffing it up, and so it was like a corpse of Santa falling out. It just really <laughs> weird stuff. But, wholesome family entertainment, but but drawn so well and and this. I was fascinated. I remember I ran into that guy 
at, at a um, Gahan Wilson. I ran, I don't know if he's still alive, but I ran into him at a Comic-Con. I saw him sitting at his, at his table wow. signing, his, signing his work. And, and he kind of had that, you know, he had like long hair slouched over and, and just his personality was kind of dark too. You know, like he matched his, <laughs> like he matched his artwork. It's kind of nice. Nice. So at that point you decided, did you have any like odd jobs? What were your first couple of jobs? You had to make money at some point before you were making money drawing. Yeah, I did. Um, I catered in college. I did a okay. lot of catering. That was, that was really good money back then. Like 11 bucks an hour to 13 bucks an hour. That is, that was yeah. good money back then. Yeah. In the, in the late eighties when you're in college. Yeah. Uh, and I did uh, limo driving <laughs> for a while in the early nineties. And, uh, and then I sold furniture at an antique furniture store for a while, which is that started as an art job where I was hired to draw um, crosshatch furniture for the classified ads. Huh. Like you probably, you actually probably saw, saw them from different stores. You know, that, that's the way they would advertise themselves. So I was like, oh, this is my first paying art gig. You're nice. And became really close friends with the, the store owner of, of the, uh, antique furniture store and and then he brought me on as as a salesperson to the store so i could make some money and uh that was nice for a while and and i learned that i had um a lot of patience to sit and draw 16 hours in front of a piece of Whew. one piece of furniture it was strange i felt like i owned that piece of furniture by the time i was done drawing it and then okay. somebody would buy, buy it out of the oh, store no. and a piece of me was leaving hmm. well now We've gotten your history and your affection for art and appreciation for drawing. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to kind of come back and talk about how you became the official caricature artist of the stars and that uh, everybody who's anybody is getting drawn by you. All right, we're going to be right back with the guest, Greg Dolan, line tweaker, notwhatyouthink.com. We are back, my guest today, Greg Dolan, the line tweaker himself. You know, that's just, I can't get over that name. When you told me a couple of years ago to check out your website, linetweaker.com, I was honestly, I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't find it because I was, I was thinking in my head, what on earth did you say? You couldn't have possibly said line tweaker because <laughs> that's just as crazy. And uh, you seem like a pretty straightforward guy, not a drug abuser. So... <laughs> I, I am not a drug abuser. No, I uh, I can't hundred percent vouch for that, but I'm I'm pretty good at the night. I, I think I'm ninety plus percent convinced that you are not a drug abuser. So, were you ever a struggling artist? I mean, at, at any point, were you like on the corner drawing caricatures for change? Um, no, I never. Well, yeah, I, I should say yeah. Um, like maybe Venice Beach or something, or I started. I got my start to where I learned how to draw in front of people and draw quickly at uh, the Newport Balboa fun zone. Yeah. And, uh, this guy was training us how to do profile, quick profile, two minute drawings that cost $2 and 87 cents, three bucks with tax. Mm. Or if you wanted a color version. You had to put on a, a cotton glove and dive your fingers into each finger had a separate color. You had to dive your fingers into the little pastels and pop the colors down really quick. And the drawings had to be done in uh, three minutes. Wow. So I learned how to draw fast and under pressure. That, that was a, really a good, a good starting, starting ground to, to uh, doing these hourly paid gigs, you know, that I do now. But um, yeah, so we, we, uh, I started there and then I went on to 
kind of on my own at the uh, Orange County swap meet down in, that, that was like the, the beginnings, you know, where I was, I, I was uh, charging five bucks at the Orange County swap meet. And then I got started getting hired uh, from there to do conventions and things like that. Now, even, even back then, how long did it take you to, to do a $5 picture? Like if I wanted my picture drawn, how long mm, is it time? Maybe five minutes max. Really? Yeah. Because I wanted to, I had a line of people. You know? Right. And, and at that point I was, you know, I could bring in 500 bucks a day. Nice. Was, it was nice. I mean, That's back then, back then, actually, yeah, let's see, 2000, that's a hundred grand a year. It's not bad right now. Well, that was, maybe you could do it every day, I guess. Dollars a day on the weekend, Saturday and yeah. Sunday. So yeah, that was a, a great way to, uh, to, to learn not how to work for the man and work for myself, you know? Damn the man. Yeah. So I met you at the Western Pool and Spa Show. Again, I'm I I'm not positive because I have I have. Oh Lordy. Yeah. No, it's it's a it's a highlight, man. Actually, at one point I had a few displayed around, but that represents uh, fifteen. Well, the last few have been on the smaller ones in color because they're digital now. Uh, yeah. So so maybe we'll figure I'll figure out how to how to make some sort of collage with all of them. But okay. when I when I met you, uh, was that sort of towards the beginning of your 2008 convention type stuff? Was that were you already fairly well established? What? You know, I started working that convention um, in 98, I think. Wow. Yeah. I didn't even get into business until 99. I probably didn't go to the show till 2001. Yeah, that was a regular convention for me. But um, no, the convention business, um, I think uh, that must have been around the early 90s. I started I started doing like events and, yeah. and learning that there was a market for caricature artists on, in a, on a corporate level. So that way I could charge hourly versus charging, you know, the retail, which right. I, hated doing the retail stuff after a while it's, it's like there's no there's only so much you can make you know right. by yourself unless you open a stand and stick artists there and I, I really a lot of my friends do that but i just had no desire to open businesses of characters yeah awesome so then you started uh rubbing elbows with celebrities i'm talking about working with katie perry and john mayer but okay um, i that one was one of my most memorable uh celebrity encounters because I was hired for a Memorial day party unbeknownst to me at Katy Perry's house. And, uh, the wait, assistant wait. Said, you didn't, you didn't know it was Katy Perry's house. No, no. Usually, uh, when you're working celebrities homes, most of the time it'll be an assistant setting it up for them and they'll keep the names hush hush. So you don't charge them an arm and a leg for, ah, um, gotcha. you know, want to be as anonymous as possible. It was amazing. I, yeah, I got to, uh, drive her home and and the most amazing thing about it wasn't the fact that i was at katie perry's home well it was, that's pretty amazing but it was that i got i got there and set up at the pool and was the only guy there outside of the catering and this guy walks out on the on the pool deck and says uh hey uh how's it going i go pretty pretty good and i said you look like you might being that I, at this point i knew i was at, at, a, at a musical performer's home uh, this guy had a sleeve of tattoos running up his arm, and and I said, uh, um, "You look like you might be in the music industry." And and he says, 
yeah, yeah, I am. I go, oh, are you in a band? And he says, no, I'm, I'm kind of my own thing. And I go, and he looked like Chris Isaac because he had sunglasses on and, and, and this tall do. And uh, he says, oh, I'm, he says, I'm my own thing. I'm like, oh, what's your name? He says, John Mayer. Oh, huh? John Mayer. Great huh? to meet you, John Mayer. I'm Greg Dolan. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> he says, I know who you are. And I go, what? what? <laughs> he says, yeah, man. He says, I'm, I'm, you're the reason, I'm the reason that you're working this event because I have just this huge fascination with caricatures. And I recommended Katie hire a, a caricature artist for the event. And, and then he went on to say, um, you know, I used to, when I was 13 years old, I used to draw caricatures from, I used to draw from this show on PBS called the Bruce Blitz, drawing with Bruce Blitz. And um, Bruce Blitz is, uh, he had a show, long running show. And, and he actually was on like Joan Rivers and he's pretty well known wow. and still is. But uh, yeah, he, uh, he says, I, and I, I actually know Bruce Blitz. So I said, I know Bruce Blitz. And he says, no way. Like <laughs> he's John Mayer. And, uh, <laughs> and he, so, so I start, I start drawing caricatures, you know, the party starts and drawing and it's just all day at the pool Memorial day party. And a bunch of stars were there. A bunch of uh, like, I remember Bob Saget was there and um, rest in peace, Bob Saget. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, who else? The guy that just played Batman. Um, oh, yeah. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. yeah, Robert Pattinson. But John Mayer comes up to me as I'm drawing caricatures, and he's like, Greg, can I video you while you're drawing caricatures? I'm like, of course you can. You're John Mayer. Like, yeah, you're John <laughs> Mayer, man. And then he says, uh, hey, you know, can I, since you say you know Bruce Blitz, do you, do you think it would be cool if, if, if I did a cartoon and – you gave it to Bruce and it, and it's just like my thank you to him for inspiring me when I was 13 years old, learning how to draw. I said, of course, I gave him a piece of paper, gave him one of my Crayolas and he went off and drew this little picture of himself on a guitar that said, thanks so much for, for being such an inspiration to me, to, to Bruce Blitz. I mean, yeah, to Bruce Blitz. And I couldn't wait to get out of the party and call right. Bruce. And, call. <laughs> and, and, and he was just blown away when I did, <clears throat> when I, called him so um yeah that was just that was just weird you know it's like rarely when i work celebrity events do the celebrities interact with me very much you know it's usually right. the, the the everybody else at the party you know so yeah, yeah. now typically at your celebrity things are is everybody kind of cool or you know you hear okay. stories about kind of divas and well i mean hollywood is just strange in itself you know, when you when you work these parties, it's just, you know, there's so much so much money, and and you, it's just it's a surreal world. Yeah. And the uh, I do remember my first celebrity encounter was with Woody Harrelson. Oh. And I was I was working for Guinness Beer at the time. They were their promotion was since you're so drawn to Guinness, allow us to draw you. And they had a whole. Uh, it was a great promotion. I, I made a lot of money just drawing in pubs in my, in my college years, which I mean, it was perfect, you know, that is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, uh, distributor, the, um, our, uh, beer distributor asked me if I'd be interested in working a birthday party at Woody Harrelson's home. And of course, you know, right. and, uh, they said, yeah, he, he wants to get Guinness in his house and, and he doesn't believe that the Guinness here is as good as the Guinness in Ireland. He wants to ship it in from Ireland and, we're going to prove to him that it's just as good here and we're going to bring you in to, to like 
make make entertainment for the party as well and and that was like my first and we, it was a party at his house another pool party and and i met his brother and and i met uh michael j fox had his kids sit for me and yeah. um and danny devito was there Rhea perlman was there like he was on cheers you know so he had all those people there right i really didn't feel uh, starstruck or nervous because i was doing what i do and i, I was right. I was doing my thing. I felt very confident. I didn't feel like I had to stand there with a drink in my hand, pretending like I'm somebody or, you know what I mean? I <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I just had sat there and drew all night. And, and I yeah, got, I bet that would be more comfortable than actually like if somebody, like if Woody Harrelson or Katy Perry or John Mayer, you know, three or four weeks later said, Hey, I really enjoyed hanging out. You want to come to another party? And you're like, yeah, you want me to draw? No, I just want you to come and hang out. Oh no! <laughs> that right? I was gonna say that would be awkward. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what's your favorite food? Uh, <laughs> you were really good in. Uh... Yeah, God. I never. I try not to do that. I did yeah. do that too. Uh, I actually did that to. Um, uh, who was the girl in? Um, she was one of the Charlie's Angels. She has a rough voice. Um, there was Farrah Fawcett, Kate Jackson, and no, it, more recent than that. More recent, Charlie's Angels. She, she was oh, 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 Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, and Demi Moore. Demi Moore, Demi Moore sat for me, and I said, uh, "I, I swear to God, Demi, I watched. Oh, Ghost was the movie. I watched Ghost last night, and you were phenomenal. And you know, she's like, oh, thank you.' No, what is she going to say? You know, right. I saw right. Ghost." idiot so, just, so you know she asked for your number after that i mean you were so smooth yeah, I, yeah, yeah. we did uh yeah we dated for five years out no i'm kidding <laughs> i did ask a celebrity out um, did you uh yeah she was a, a, another one i can't think of her name um <laughs> she she played in a lot of aaron spelling uh shows um she were you she drawing at the time or were you i was drawing uh do you remember a show uh, a show called Spelled or Spell? There were witches. I do remember the show. Like young, cute girls that were witches. Charmed? Like, charmed. Charmed. Okay. Yeah. My wife yeah. just went through a whole charmed. She binged all of it like last month. Okay. So, you know, there's a there's one celebrity in Charmed that's, she's kind of famous and cute. and Let's see. Shannon Doherty, Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano. Okay. So there was one time. I was drawing at a function uh, at a children's hospital. We were going to room to room, cheering the kids up that were terminally ill, which is, that's a heart wrencher. Oh, I bet. But she was famous, you know, and the kids were recognizing her. A lot of the young 13 year olds are recognizing her, but we would go room to room and I would draw their caricatures and she would um, say hi to them. And she was just super special, super nice girl. And uh, at the end of the gig, I just basically wanted a, a picture with her, but, I, I went even farther and said, you're probably already taken, but would you, uh, would you like to go out for a cup of coffee? <laughs> I had no, I had no game. Let me just tell you. I had Smooth no operator, man. <laughs> she kindly took the picture and sent me on my way. But, uh, yeah, she said, I'm, I'm currently seeing someone right now. But, uh, yeah, I, she wasn't, I, you know, I, she, you're right. <laughs> she wasn't, <laughs> but I, Anyways, I just, uh, I, all I wanted to do was tell my friends that I asked out Alyssa yeah. Malone. Heck know, yeah. 
she said, no, we're not, you know? Yeah, no doubt. And then uh, you drew the entire cast of Modern Family. Yeah. Did I tell you that earlier? I don't remember telling you that. Um, you told me a couple years ago. Okay. And I got a mind like a steel trap. Yeah, you do. Yeah, that was so, fun. I, uh, how did that happen? It was just a call. I, I got a call. Uh, apparently, I, I promote myself well on the internet because they uh, they called and they said, We've got two weeks to draw the entire cast and crew, not just the cast. Wow. Two Modern weeks? Family. Two weeks. Can you do it? And I said, well, how many people? I think they said 180 people. And I said, well, what, what do you want done? Well, we want them drawn in color. And we want them, we want you to draw them on the iPad like you do in those nice digital caricatures. And we want you to record all the drawings because we want the recordings for the wrap party so we can put them up on all the monitors and you, we can show your process and and we'll let you come and uh sit for a reading and we'll pay you this much you know it wasn't half as much as i should have earned for that but they they were really um really good at getting professional photographers to get great headshots of everyone to me oh, okay and i put them on spreadsheets very organized so i knew exactly who i was doing I, I didn't have to do a lot of back and forth it was get the drawings done and get them off and i was and it was done. So nice. Yeah. So you did, you, got, did, did you go, go on set? Did you talk to the people in person or? Oh yeah. I got to deliver the drawings um, all printed and go on set. And I got to sit with the um, sit through a read through where the entire cast sits around a table and goes through an entire show. That and is phenomenal. I brought a close friend of mine, Marina. Um, and she, I thought she knew who modern family was. She didn't. And my wife was working and she wasn't. So I said, I wanted to bring somebody. I could bring somebody with me. And she was, she's like, I want to go. And, and then we got there and she didn't know any of the celebrities. She just wasn't aware of who they were, but, but she, she laughed. She was the loudest laugher in the room of their jokes. And, and so she loved the whole experience just because, you know, the writers just, they're great. They were great for that show. And, and it was fun to, fun to sit there and, and, and listen to the whole thing. And, see Sofia Vergara in action. Really? Yeah. She's, she's a gigantic personality. We're like, is she always on or does she turn it on for the cameras? She, she, she was not much different in person. Like she was, you know, they were just sitting with their, their cast members there. It wasn't, there wasn't any pressure to be anybody but herself, you know, because we were just off to the, there were only a few people like ourselves sitting in there listening to the reading. So it was, it was kind of interesting. That's really cool. That's really oh, cool. And they, they did, they did give me a tour of the set, of like the home of, of the family, like the stairway, the famous stairway. And, and, right. and, uh, and I can remember the, the last name of the family, Dumfies or something like Dumfies, that. Dumfies, yeah. Yeah. And it was just, it was cool to see the sets, which you were, you know, you believed were real homes from watching that show for years. Right, right. That's always, that the look behind the curtain is always interesting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and then uh, Nathan, for you, how did how did that come about? Nathan, for you, um, I got a call from a production company, and they said they're doing a um, docu reality series uh, profiling unique businesses. And I thought it was a serious kind of documentary kind of thing. <laughs> I thought, wow, this is really gonna this is really gonna make my business boom. And they said. Yeah, we'll pay you your daily rate and and um, 
we're going to have some business analysts look, you know, look at your business and, and in the end, they'll, they'll sum you up and, and tell you where you could make changes to make your business better. And then we'll, we'll air it. Great. Sounds great. And then it was completely mm-hmm. a punk situation. Like Nathan oh, yeah. Field, he's a, he's, he's a brilliant, brilliant guy. I think a lot of people have mixed feelings about him, but I think he's just, he's funny. Uh, as hell. He, 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 he does. He does. But he does that straight Andy Kaufman-esque, you know. That's a good, that's a good parallel. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's, and you, and you at some point know that he's, joking and not serious but he walks that line to where everybody kind of it's not like a big step where everybody's in it's like oh okay i get it and then oh i get it oh i get it you know and it's like a cascading effect of people you know when i watched nathan for you i'd watched the show before but when i watched your episode and since i knew you i was like (laughs) you're not you're not gonna do this right (laughs) you you winced you winced oh my buddy Greg, my yeah. poor buddy Greg. And then when he I, says King of Sting, I'm like, that's the opposite of this guy. You know, he doesn't seem that, you know, how how were you uncomfortable doing some of that stuff? Because that was crazy. Yeah, well, you know, I signed a, a waiver at the beginning. And when I was, I was signing the waiver, you basically signed the waiver that says we can use your likeness and whatever you do on this show in any way we want. And you know, I read that. I was a little nervous about it. Yeah. And then, uh, then I asked a few few of the staff about that. I'm like, well, how are you going to use my my likeness, and what are you going to do with my, you know, what are you going to do to me? Right. And then, oh, it's everything's going to be fine. You know, they should have had that on camera. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, as soon as Nathan, there's a there's a portion of the of the little episode where Nathan says, um, I'm going to show you something and, and get your reaction. And he shows a really filthy comedy central roast uh, little segment. Yeah. And, and I laughed at it and he, he said, you're laughing at that. You think that's funny? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's funny. And he says, people like that stuff. They like dirt. They like, they like dirty jokes. We're going to turn you into the King of Sting where you'll be crossing all barriers, not doing what all the other caricature artists are doing, doing nice little cute caricatures. We're going to have you like, cross every boundary and i was like okay <laughs> and then i i had to take a break you know there were there, there was breaks in filming i had to go ask my wife if she was cool with this because i i knew where we were going at this point in the show like there was no nathan for you show this had not been aired yet so i had no idea what he had done to previous people i had no idea what he was going to do to me oh so this is the first season this is the first season it, okay, like, there's a couple seasons, right? I'm I'm trying to remember. I I, I just watched the episodes sporadically. One on YouTube or their various play like Comedy Central, I guess. I don't know how many seasons he may have done four. Nathan for you ran on Comedy Central for four seasons, including 32 episodes. Greg's episode, Gas Station slash Character Artist, aired March 21st, 2013, and was the fourth episode of season one. Interesting. Check it out. It's pretty funny. Yeah, and then I had no idea what I was in for, and I didn't know that I hadn't done any research on the guy because they never told me he was going to be the guy coming. So they kept right. it very fresh until I was uh, in front of these lights and cameras. So um, yeah, it was in the end when it's all said and done, 
it's been, you know, I don't know how many years, I think 2013 that was filmed. Wow. But it's gotten me a lot of business and people who understand the show appreciate what I do. People who are, and they usually hire me under that understanding of, you know, uh, I, I, I asked them ahead of time, what do you, do you want me to be super crass? Are there going to be kids at your event? I don't want to be doing super crass stuff with kids looking over my shoulder. Um, but I like, you know, I, I've always liked joking around with my drawings with my buddies, you know, it's, it's so do you do, yeah. do you, do you do the King of Sting very often? I mean, are you, how often is that in demand where, cause those, um, those drawings are pretty tasteless. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I do it. Uh, it. There's a smattering of gigs I get throughout the year. Okay. Uh, but some of them are, um, some of them are, are, are kind of make me squirm, especially yeah. like I, I recently was hired. It made me squirm because there were kids there and I, yeah. I told, they wanted me to do it, do the King of Sting part of the time and then use good judgment. And when I'm hired yeah. as a King of Sting, I don't want to use good judgment. I want to just be the King of Sting and be okay with it and draw as filthy as I want and not worry about it. And, right. And walk out or, of the or a flip side of just do straight caricatures. Don't try and tread water or walk a line. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I've had mixed reviews from doing that. My mother absolutely uh, oh. hated that I did that show because she thought it was a big embarrassment to me, but I, she didn't understand the humor behind it. And she didn't understand the, the humor of Nathan. Right. Which, right. So I've done other things that have made her proud of me. Thank God. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> well, she's That's still alive. Good. I want to keep my mom happy. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I do, I did some stand up comedy for a while and I'm not going to lie. Well, I was, I was reasonably clean anyway, but you know, you, you, you dabble. But when my mom was there, I I'm 58 years old. I still don't curse in front of my mom. You know, I still, you know, wow. when, when I did comedy, I, I did a, a mom's in the house set and a mom's not in the house set. And then one day my mom heard about my mom's not in the house set. Oh, no. And because I reference her on a couple different things and, and she played it great. She was like, so you told jokes about me and your dad bumping uglies before the divorce. And I'm <laughs> horrified. I'm like, oh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're sweating. Yeah. I can see oh, yeah. right now. You're the heat's yeah. racing to your head. <laughs> Reliving it is is horrible. But, you know, so, you know, again, pick pick. Pick, pick the lane, but I, I agree. I don't know how you could do King of Sting when there are kids around and people say, use good judgment. That's... Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our priest I, is going to come up in a few minutes and get drawn, so be, be you know... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, the, you know, the, one of the first gigs I did was a, a formal Chinese wedding, and the kids hired me. There were two kids, two young kids getting married, but they're having everybody at their wedding, elderly and, you know, and and I was really nervous about that, but there were no kids there. Like there weren't children there. They didn't, okay. keep, if there were, they weren't letting them up by me, which was that, that gave me carte blanche to do whatever I wanted to do. And they were like in, in the show, in the Nathan for you show, I did some really racist Asian joke stuff and they were clamoring for me to do real racist really? up to them. Yes. Yeah. And when I'd finish, the, you know, grandparents would be standing behind me watching, watching oh. the drama, and I'd be sweating a little bit because they were, 
And then they would clap when I was finished, you know, after drawing people schlongs and stuff like that. I mean, it was, it was funny. <laughs> Yikes. I got a friend, uh, Jim, who's he's Asian. He was one of my he was my first guest on my podcast when I was kind of getting the thing. And so I asked him what your least favorite stereotypes were. Um, I asked, like, do you do karate? Are you good at math? Which is more hurtful? Uh, bad driver, small penis, you know, and, yeah. and, I, and I was trying to play it straight. And then he was trying to answer. And it was it was pretty funny. But that's a small group very and, yeah and well, doing that imagine doing that at a stand-up like imagine you doing that at a stand-up in it in an asian club even like yeah yeah you know yeah. like try you know that's that's me i've got it's like i'm a stand-up in front of an audience and and i'm half of these people had never watched the nathan for you show i'm just an artist doing racist drawings to them you know <laughs> the kids who hired me knew I was on that show and understood the, the, the context at which I was doing things, but I, I be more racist, you know, yeah. <laughs> be more, that's what, that's what it was. And I don't think, you know, things just get more and more sensitive uh, publicly uh, as time goes on. So, you know, I don't even know if that Nathan for you stuff would, would fly today. I mean, yeah, I, in, in just in 10 years, I that, know the, the answer is no. All right. Then you're, um, latest that, that i've seen and you're you're able to publicize is perhaps three of the biggest stars on the planet the rock ryan reynolds and gal gadot you did uh i'm gonna call it promotion for that's what it was yeah a was netflix it? promotion for uh the movie uh, uh red notice red notice and uh tell me about that were they all cool and totally cool yeah i was uh at the peak of uh, one of the waves of covid so to get into the studios was was uh, an undertaking. Like you had, to, I had to drive to downtown LA, get a COVID test there, and when I went to the studio the next day, I had to get a COVID test there. And then while we're on set, I had to have a mask, double mask, and a shield on. And everyone on the set had to have that. And the first day was the Rock. The first uh, day we did the promotion, and I got to sit with the rock i don't know if you're going to run this on to where people can see it but it's on youtube um i got to sit with the rock and that was super cool and uh just being in the presence of this guy everybody said he's a you know everybody on set said oh he's a huge personality you'll notice when he walks in the room how much how much energy this guy exudes and and he yeah. just commands attention not just the size of his body but just his personality like I watched him work all day promoting Netflix, this Netflix movie that he did. And he was promoting his, his uh, tequila. He was promoting uh, television, uh, televisions. You know, he was promoting all day long. It was an all day on set thing. And my, my bit was just a short bit um, where uh, I was hired. All three main actors of, of that movie described each other to me. And I was playing a forensic sketch artist and <laughs> they just, they described like, like they're all each criminals, you know, and they're describing each other to me and I would draw this thing. And um, it was like supposed to be kind of look like a, a, in the end, my sketches were supposed to look like police sketches, kind of like right, poorly, right. poorly drawn sketches. And you can imagine how hard it is for me to draw. Yeah, yes. poorly. No. <laughs> 
Ah, the horror. <laughs> yeah, the horror. So yeah, I had to not make them look like polished caricatures like I normally do. They they had to look um, kind of dummied down and rough and and I was I was sweating that because I didn't I wasn't too proud of the the, the pieces that I did in the end, but uh, it fit fit the context of what they were doing. Yeah. And all three of them were super nice. Um, she was not paranoid about COVID at all. She let me, you know, sit there without you know, a mask before shooting and after shooting. But um, she was, she was like, I watched Wonder Woman back when Wonder Woman hit the big screen. And that was the first time I had ever seen her. And I was just, don't tell my wife this, but I was just goo goo. No, no you, yeah. And to be able to <laughs> her in person, like to keep my composure was, was difficult. Like did I, you, I, did you ask her out afterwards? Like, uh, Alyssa Milano? <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> hey, uh, Wonder Woman, maybe we can uh, sit down for a cup of coffee sometime. <laughs> so I could tell all my friends I asked Wonder Woman. Out. All right. Here's my, here's, here's a sketch I drew of you. What do you think? <laughs> I'm the king of sting, baby. I'm the king of sting. <laughs> nice. Oh. Uh, Awesome. 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 All right. Well, that's going to do our celebrity portion. We're going to uh, take another break. Then we're going to come back and just talk about you a little bit, ask you a few questions. And of course, we end up in the electric chair. That is our famous uh, show ender. See how you're going to go out. Uh, then we'll pump your socials one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig, artist of the stars, Dolan. And we are back for the final blow where I typically humiliate my guests. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Greg was a little concerned that uh, that there was something coming, but there's not. Uh, just just talk about you a little bit and ask you questions that I ask most people and the ones that I find interesting we talk about, like 3D building. My son just bought a 3D printer and he made a little me, a little Tony on the mic with a mic and my hand up to the crowd. And oh, then cool. it was really cool. And then he got a, well, that was like the starter 3D. And then he got a nicer one where he could actually make things. Where do you stand on the 3D building stuff? Well, I, I, um, I'm going to send my 3D models over to you then because I don't have a 3D printer. And oh. you can, I'll pay whatever to get them oh, printed. All right. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll make some stuff. So what is 3D building? I don't understand what it, if you oh, don't. You know, I have just been fascinated with the um, everything 3D. So for so many years that I actually put a reel together of all the things I've made. And there were, there were some programs that did some really neat things. And uh, I started with 3D Studio Max and you could make things blow up. That was what was so fun. Like you could, they had this uh, little bomb tool and you could build anything like a, you could build a giant elephant or something and then just stick a bomb inside. <laughs> you, you could see how it blows into a million pieces when you put a All bomb right. inside, just hit the play button. So well, I'm glad you didn't, I'm glad you didn't say airplane because that oh, <laughs> we would have had to edit that one out yeah but uh no it i it, it all started kind of just with my buddy and i getting fascinated with it having beers and he and i are both kind of creative and and uh and then i you know over over the years the 3d softwares have gotten so much better and better and better and this program called uh, cinema 4d came out and and it has its own physics and and gravity and, and so you don't have to animate as much force animate things they, they <laughs> in the data that that creates this so you, anyways you are a nerd i'm so nerdy with the 3d stuff 
building is something as simple as a low poly sunrise is fascinating to me because it <laughs> and he said uh, I said can I come in here sometime and I'll, I'll draw your whole staff if you let me come in here and try that VR set because I've, I had heard about this sculpting app called Tilt Brush that Google created where you can go in and you can build things and Quit walk around boring. it and resize it. everybody. And Quit to give you an idea of, of that, you could build like a little man on top of a... I should be promoting this. Yes. I was I was chosen as the um, winner of the 2023 Rose Parade float design for this my, my city of Sierra Madre. So I thought, well, they chose my design which is a float, which and the float is a, it's um, it's a bear on a Vespa in the front, and okay. all, the, all the baby bears are going to be in the tree behind the bear on a Vespa. A guilty pleasure, you said Guinness and cookies. Oh yeah, yeah, cookies. Guinness, I don't, I don't drink that much, but when I do, I drink, I'll, I'll drink Guinness. But uh, yeah, I have a, I have an a, a addictive personality too, and um, I think it's sugar that that is my my downfall. All right. How about a little uh, this or that? Chips Ahoy versus Oreo. Oreo. Famous Amos versus Pepperidge Farm. Uh, Pepperidge Farm. Okay. See, you're a racist. Thin Mint versus Samoa. <laughs> that didn't make sense to me at all. <laughs> Famous Amos is black. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh. What did you just say? Thin men versus Samoa. <laughs> the Girl Scout cookies. If I say uh, thin men, I'm going to be racist against Samoans. Correct. <laughs> so my my get my suggestion: say Samoa because that's the answer. That's the answer anyway. That's a better cookie. I don't want to. At least I don't want to appear racist. Come on. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. At least. At least. Do you have a go-to cookie? White chocolate macadamia? What's your favorite uh, favorite cookie? Fig Newtons. Fig Newtons. All right. Do you remember the theme, the commercial, the, the old commercial? Nope. Oh, yes, you do. I don't. I don't at all. Uh, here's the tricky part. The big, chewy, fig, gooey Newton. Hit it, Hal. I do kind of remember that. Yeah, and, and I had a fig guy dancing. It's uh, here's the tricky part. Yeah. Oh well. I'll actually, you know what? I'll cut a little bit of it in. Please in post. cut that in. I want to see it. Yeah, and uh, well, you'll hear it because it's it's audio. Again, this is a podcast. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, I've created a little hairband bracket with seating and everything. So first, no thinking. Just got to answer off the top. You ready? Go. Top seed is Bon Jovi. First round, Bon Jovi versus Quiet Riot. Quiet Riot. Ooh, an upset. Rat versus Poison. Rat. Rat. Def Leppard versus Twisted Sister. Def Leppard. Motley Crue versus White Snake. Um, White Snake. Ooh. All right. Def Leppard versus White Snake. Uh, Def Leppard. Uh, Quiet Riot versus Rat. Uh, Rat. Rat. Yeah. We have rat 
versus Def Leppard in the finals. Who you got? Def Leppard. Def Leppard, the number one hairband, according to Greg Dolan. Now, you met uh, Tori on a cruise ship. Yes. You were drawing. What was she doing? She was a junior activities director. She handled all the, the kids' activities on the ship. And I did the caricatures, of course. And I met her on the, uh, it was uh, November 18th, 2005. I met her, met her on a uh, Mexican Riviera cruise out of Los Angeles. Now, did you guys work m many cruises together? Or was that your first cruise together? Did you meet her? It was our first cruise at where we were on the same ship. We had worked for this uh, this cruise line, Crystal, for for a while. Crystal went under this year, but um, I had worked for three different cruise lines over twelve years doing caricatures, and that's something. Yeah, I got to see the world doing that. That was a big part of my life. But that's um, awesome. Yeah, she she was on this cruise, and and uh, she was from Canada, so I thought I'd you know have no chance, you know, because we were in two different countries, but. Um, we ended up married, uh, or engaged, I should say, uh, less than a year later after meeting. Wow. Her. I thought yeah. you were going to say by the end of the cruise. Um, um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that so, shotgun. Yeah, no. And, uh, did you use your Alyssa Milano rap on her? Did you say, Hey, maybe we can, here's a picture of you. Want to get some coffee? <laughs> you know, that's better than the one I, I rapped on her. <laughs> Mine <laughs> Mine was just a very, uh, had a couple of glasses of champagne, uh, trembling lips. Uh, so have you ever had your caricature drawn? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, oh. it was the worst. It was the worst. I'm sorry, dude. If I was there, I'd give you a hug. Well, it worked out, though. So it worked. Yeah, I, I had no game. I've never had game. Let's just put it that way. I had no game. So it worked still that's good well that's 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 true love and she was a, a now did you guys work other cruises together after that or was that the only time fate brought you together yeah we actually became you know known as the uh the cruise couple on that ship everybody knew that we were together after a while and and uh the captain of the ship even knew us and and we had drinks with him one night and or maybe i did i can't remember if it was both of us or just me but i said uh you know we're, we're engaged now and he's like i know i, I in his norwegian uh I know. I hear this. I hear this, Greg. Uh, oh no, I hadn't been engaged yet. I told him I was going to be popping the question, okay. and he says, "No, when you do that, you can't fuck around. You gotta, you've really got to uh, go big, like get a blimp or something like that." <laughs> I go blimp, and he says, "Well, I could bring the ship up to your front door and blow the horn or something." And uh, and I I said, "Well, I understand what you're saying." He says, "Yeah, don't 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 no ring in the cake." At dinner, don't do that. He said, "You got to go big." So I went big. I took his advice, and I got a, um, I got an airplane with a banner to fly over our heads. And and uh, while well, you were on the ship, or while you were on land? Uh, no, we were. I lived at the beach at the time, so the planes could fly really low uh, along the beach line there. Yeah, and I've seen that. Of, yeah, it, it was uh, way more inexpensive than I thought it would be. And and uh, this guy was just so cool. He's like, "Yeah, man, I'll come down." If she says yes, I'll know it, and I'll wave the I'll wave the wings back and forth. You know, it, it was fun. And she said, "Yeah, of course." But uh, of course, saw, of course, saw, she said yes. Yeah, she she, <laughs> she she saw the plane before I wanted her to see the plane, uh -oh. and and I had to get down on my knee, and you know, 
it was like, oh God, I was, I had, I had to drink a lot of wine that night to, to relax and I, I had way too much, but. Uh-oh. Worked out. Now, what is, she, what is she doing now? She's still in the children's activity, youth activity business? She's uh, a teacher. Teacher, okay. Local, local private high school. She teaches second grade. And uh, she's uh, she coaches soccer as well. She she coached uh, AYSO last year. So, well, that brings us to the final question. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> you have committed a capital crime. You've been sentenced to death. You get one final meal, one final movie to watch while you eat that meal, and then one song to plug into the headphones to send you off to the sweet abyss. What's your movie? Oh my god! I think you, you told me you were going to ask me these questions, and I, I didn't, didn't care. You you answered on my sheet, so I can tell you if uh, if you say the same movie because it should be fluid. It should change depending on your mood. Oh crap! I can't remember. I, so I somebody says, "What's your favorite movie?" What would you say off the top of your head? Doesn't sound like it's coming off the top. That sounds like you're on way deep into the head. <laughs> I'm just, uh, All right. I'll let you off the hook. You said this is 40 starring Paul Rudd. Oh, yes, for sure. Okay. For sure. All right. And then uh, your meal? My meal? Um, I'll go with a ribeye and a baked potato. Okay. That's not what you said. I probably said chicken pesto. That's what you said. <laughs> feeling, feeling like a ribeye today? That's all right. That's yeah, the whole idea. It's more fun, actually, when you, when you change, you know, because... It, it makes it it's kind of an organic question i mean you know you think about it and then whatever you're wherever you are in that time you know gotcha. and now wherever you are now so now you're yeah. ribeye what about sides or uh just steak and potato nothing oh no mushrooms on the side okay um, marinated mushrooms baked potato and uh and a martini wow nice shaken yeah. or stirred uh slightly dirty and shaken all right, Mr. Bynes. See, so you say you have no game, but that's what you should have said to Alyssa Milano. A little uh, martini, shaken, not stirred. She just said, <laughs> no, no, no. well, she just still said no, but. That, that um, would have been game in my, in my head. <laughs> the worst game. <laughs> uh, dessert? Can I have a dessert? Yeah, I think I'd have uh, a big apple pie with a, with a side of uh, a la mode vanilla ice cream. Uh, you said your favorite dessert or one of your favorites was Trader Joe's cherry chocolate chip soy cream. Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla ice cream I'm with, but soy cream. And actually, I say that like soccer. It's reflexive. It's all in humor because I like soccer and I and I don't mind soy ice cream, but it's easy. to. It's fun. It's more fun to make fun of it. Go try it. You'll like uh, it. I've tried it. I've, I've tried it and... And I probably should try it more, but, uh, you know, I don't eat a lot, a ton of ice cream, but yeah. when I have ice cream, I just want it to be ice cream. I want it to be. Oh, you don't eat ice cream. You're very svelte. Oh, wow. Thank you. Uh, my filter, my filter is on my, <laughs> oh, you got one of those. <laughs> no, I wish. I need it. I need it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I was going to say, I wish. All right. And then last up. It's not. It's actually lethal injection. You're getting the shot. You're not getting shot. But what do you want to go off in in your headphones? Um, Led Zeppelin. What exact song? I. Oh God. Not Stairway to Heaven. That's for sure. People have uh, said that because two reasons. They say it because it's a long song and it'll extend it, and it's obviously kind of symbolic of heaven. But I think it's kind of trite. 
No, I, you know, I don't know what song, but uh, just let May I suggest it. Nobody's Fault But Mine? <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, that was the one you answered on your sheet, on the pre-show sheet. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. So you're going to sit out with a ribeye and a potato. You're going to have some apple pie for dessert, a little dirty martini to drink. Plug in Led Zeppelin's Nobody's Fault But Mine and sail off into the sweet abyss. Yeah, that sounds nice. <laughs> I mean, you got to go. At least you're controlling it. Go. All right, go. man. I really appreciate you taking carving out some time for me. I'm going to cut this baby up, hopefully have it out by the weekend. And then uh, if you want to get a hold of caricature artists to the stars on one hand, drug addict line tweaker on the <laughs> other hand, <laughs> one more time, how can people reach you? Uh, website, linetweaker.com, L-I-N-E-T-W-E-A-K-E-R.com. Uh, and then uh, let me look at my let me look at my phone right now to make sure that I'm giving you the proper Instagram. I believe it's it's just all lowercase G-R-E-G-D-O-H-L-E-N. Oh, if you want to check out my King of Sting stuff, I got one of those too. Um, oh. I'm not sure if you want to promote that on your show. But sure. I'll, no, well, I'll throw yeah, they can go to it. I'm not going to put it on my show. It's pretty. Yeah. Um, the dot King of Sting on Instagram. Oh, you have an actual King of Sting persona. Yes, I do. Oh, outstanding. That is outstanding. <laughs> Say that one okay. more time so people can find you. I owe it all to my, my colleague, Ian Delota, for um, giving me this idea, and I did it. Uh, the dot King of Sting. Wow, the dot King of Sting. I'm going to check it yep. out, and that's on Instagram? On Instagram, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. And then linetweaker.com, you can see the Gal Gadot, Ryan Reynolds, The Rock uh, interactions. You can see the Nathan For You episode on the linetweaker.com. Go check it out. See a lot of pictures and stuff that he's done. He's got archives. If you find the right date, you might find me because I'm pretty sure I'm on the, I mean, do you, you catalog those or? I do. I think you're in my events. You should be in there. Okay. I was going to say, but there's hundreds of people that you do during that weekend so finding me might be tough but i'm gonna try and post like i said i have history upon <laughs> history of drawings that. That, that makes me feel good in my heart to see all those good. not even including the um oh and this one where i had an awful awful experiment with facial hair uh but we captured it thank god for posterity uh -oh. yeah doesn't look <laughs> a thing like you i, I really I, must, I had an off day that day that was 2009. That was 13 years ago. So, okay. and I did have some facial hair and it was, it was horrible. Uh, the facial hair, not the drawing. Tony, <laughs> so. you're, you do a great job. Thanks for having me on your show. All right. Thank you, sir. Greg Dolan, ladies and gentlemen, say goodnight to the folks, Greg. Thank you, everybody. See you later. Tony in the Mesa. The Mesa. Outro. 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 That is going to do it for another episode of Tony on the Mic. Please subscribe, like, comment, and support the show at Tony on the Mic on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and the TikTok. All of these platforms are being slowly filled with quality entertainment product. Also support the show on our Patreon page and contact Tony on the Mic at TonyOnTheMic.com for sponsorship opportunities and content suggestions. I want to thank my sponsors and the support side, including associate producer Gary Lawrence. All right. Sounds good. Appreciate it, man. Finally, that wasn't so bad, was it?
Yeah, my mom, I'm sorry, you know, my mom took me away from that that uh, first one with her health problems, but uh, he's okay, doing first, fine. Okay, good. I was going to say, before I joke about your mom has the worst timing, I want to make sure she's okay first. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now that you said she's fine, now it's open game, you know? Yeah, she's fine. Uh, yeah, good, good. Can you ask her to check our calendar before she has another bout of whatever, you know, Definitely any other... So. Any other health episodes, check the calendar first. Yes. That'd be great. Just <laughs> up. <laughs> All right, Greg. I'll see you later. See you, Tony. All right. Yeah. I don't know. Where, I don't know where to go from there. No, lead, no need. Lead, lead me to the next topic. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> and you'll never hear this awkward transition. Good. Feeling good about it so far? Yeah, I feel like I'm having a beer with you now. That's, that's the point. That's yeah. the point. So once I get you to that point, then I get you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>